every time we start one of these, or, and by usually I mean the past three times because that's all it's been. But I, I've always had something <laughs> on my mind. Um, and, but like the peak, the peak of my week. Um, peak of the week was that I went to the dentist. Che- yeah, peak of the week. Cheeky peak um, of the I went week. To the dentist. Okay. <laughs> exactly. You went to um, the dentist. I did. I went to the dentist. But but that is like the most interesting thing that's happened this week. So I've got I've got nothing. And I was thinking, I was thinking yesterday, I was thinking like, okay, how do I start this? What, what do I talk about? What should we talk about? Um, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure last week you started with a text from your dentist. (laughs) Yes, I did actually, (laughs) now that I think about it. So So the continuity, the continuity here is solid. We know Levi is not just making stuff up. I had forgotten about that entirely. And (laughs) I was thinking, while I was trying to think about what to start this with, I was thinking like, do not talk about the dentist, whatever you do. Don't talk about the dentist. It's not interesting. <laughs> it's a it's a movie podcast. People aren't here to hear well, me talk about the dentist. Well, I would say that the dentist. It's either very boring and routine, or it's really exciting and scary, depending on whether it's a phobia. Or not. So, Levi, <laughs> yeah. are you scared of the dentist? Am I scared of the dentist? Okay. First of all, you got to clarify: scared of the dentist as a person, or scared of the dentist as an institution? The act, Very of, the act of dentistry. <laughs> the, act. Uh, the act of dentistry. Okay. Well, is that I feel like it's, it's from inherently the 70s? it's inherently scary, a dentist, because they root around in your mouth. Mm, food ro- roots around in my mouth, and I'm not scared of food. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. Here's the important thing, though: does your dentist taste good? Excuse me? Well, well, <laughs> I don't know. The, the pink stuff that you swirl around in your mouth is pretty, pretty f- refreshing, I would say. I do. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I do, I do my own dentistry, so I don't know any of this stuff. That's actually really smart. Um, is that just yeah. called brushing your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I self-practice dentistry. I brush my teeth twice a day, I'll have you know. <laughs> Writing a personal statement to a university to, uh, to, tr- to try and get onto a, a uni course for dentistry, and, and you're just like, I have yeah. 25 years' experience. <laughs> yeah, a lot of personal experience when it comes to personal the business. Dentistry. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Has anyone watched The Tooth Fairy recently? Is that. Uh, I was going to bring up The Dentist, a horror film from 1996. That's also. Oh, okay. I've never heard of either of these. Or there's, but I like them both. there's Teeth. Uh, mid two thousands horror film. I'm trying to think of other bite. Mid mid mid, mid two two thousands film. Welcome to Bloopercast. <laughs> that was the something. show with no good jokes. We make funnies, and they every now and then they land. They land. Welcome to Bloopercast. Bloop. Uh, I'm Levi. Who are you? I'm Jack. Who are you? I'm Levi. Who are you? I'm Jack. Who's the other guy who wasn't here last week? Yeah. I, I wasn't you? here. I wasn't here last week. No, I di- I distinctly remember listening to the podcast and hearing. <laughs> oh, your various... cricket, your cricket impression. Yeah, my my cricket impression was absolutely flawless. Yeah, backed by popular demand, we saw your emails. We saw the outrage. Yeah, we, <laughs> the boycott. We heard all of the outcries. My my and favorite part, finally my, back. My favorite part of the emails is the uh, is the trend I've noticed picking up of uh, people calling themselves long-time listeners, and, and I don't know why, I find that absolutely hilarious that we've done three episodes and we already have long-time listeners. It's very sweet, it's very sweet. <laughs> um, but we, we, my favorite trend was that everyone was so mad that you weren't there last week, it was like... Yeah. 
we we got death threats and like pe- people were so upset um and crying and you know that they, they did they did the matty fan cams um in, <laughs> in protest and told people not to stream the episode because it doesn't have matty in it it was a real nightmare mm. um so we're glad to finally have you back yeah i'm glad that we could settle the uh the contract adjustments to, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finally yeah give me a, a suitable wage i really didn't want to have to pay you anything let alone how much you asked for mm. um which of course I, I won't say but let's just say it rhymes with one grillion <laughs> pounds it, it, it rhymes with snobbit snowney new year's wage <laughs> yeah exactly snobbit um, snowney snoonier not that snowney noonier that's that the is, one yeah well we wouldn't we, want to we, slander yeah. an actual person so I had to, you that's know. true he might be listening he, he no, almost he certainly might. is, um, but so uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that we settled that. Um, and <laughs> while I'll, I'll never respect you ever again, no, never mind. I won't go. I won't, I won't do that bit. <laughs> bit cancelled. So anyway, um, we're we're here on this yeah. fine afternoon? Question mark. It is the afternoon. Mm. It is post noon. It was. It was. I don't. I. I'm not used to waking up at any time before, like four p.m. So. <laughs> what? So. So all the time is the afternoon for you then, like, it, Pretty much, it's always afternoon. Um. I'm just unsure what. How do we transition? <laughs> it's been two weeks <laughs> and I've forgotten. Matthew, Welcome to Bloopercast, guys. We already said that part. Central. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> Welcome. So. Yes. Why don't we do a little, a little, a little segment? Maybe. Uh, yeah. How about, how about, <laughs> how about a yeah, big segment? <laughs> no, let's start with the smaller segment, okay. and then we build into the big okay. segment. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which doesn't have a name. Although, actually, while we're on this topic, um, one of our our listeners, um, Ian, also known as Shrimp, um, suggested a name for Ooh. this segment, um, and and I'm gonna say this. Uh, and I'm not going to say what I think of it. I'm going to oh, see what you guys God. think of it first. Okay. Because I've got an opinion. His suggestion for this segment is 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 called Bloop Scoop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. And it, um... and it encompasses... And uh, Shrimp, I love you, and thank you for suggesting this. It, it encompasses everything I hate about our, the name that we chose for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking... Is it a poop scoop? It is, is a poop scoop. <laughs> yeah, it's you a know. bit of both. There's no good implications. The, the connotations are there, so I... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's a bloop scoop, but it's... As, as long as people associate negative things... Unless, <laughs> unless he's trying to make a reference to the late 90s Disney Channel show Goof Troop. Oh, uh, that's a stretch. Trying to connect it back to Goof Troop is a bit of a stretch. All right, I well, say. I need to delete all these recommendations of me telling people to watch Goof Troop. <laughs> yeah. uh, I recommended everyone Goof Troop. Sorry about that. Um, uh, no, the, the thing is, if we ca- if we were happy to name things without thinking of the connotations, this would be Chodecast right now. It like, would be. That's just true. That's just the case. Because yeah. we, we sat there looking at, staring at our list of names, and it was like, 
well, we could call it Chodecast, but <laughs> I don't know how, how well that would go down. I hope Chodefeet 2 is listening, because you don't know I the, the so. lasting impression you've had on my life. Yeah, you, you really don't... I, I, I don't think they know. I'm almost certain they don't know this, how important they are in, in, in all of our lives. Mm. Yeah. yeah. One day we'll release the, uh, the beautiful document of potential names. Oh yeah, that'd be <laughs> an episode in itself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were going to say one day we'll release the chode cut. <laughs> <laughs> that, word, that word makes me feel uncomfortable. It's not pleasant. Anyway, so we're not going to name this segment Bloop Scoop. Um, can, we, can we call it not Bloop Scoop? <laughs> that's honestly a pretty good idea. Anything but Bloop Scoop. <laughs> Welcome back to Anything But Bloop Scoop. That's what it's called. Anyway, Jack, I'm assuming there's a, a song that will go here. Oh, How about that? Fuck. Um, yeah. Hit, 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 DJ, spin that wheel. Anything but Bloop Scoop. Okay, I gotta write that. Well, thank you, Th- thank you DJ, for spinning that wheel. <laughs> yeah, I-, I can't wait to hear the wiki, wiki, wiki. Oh, That's actually going to be the best part of it. I'm assuming, because I haven't heard it yet. Um, so who wants to start off this segment? Not me. Yeah, um, I there was like a full second of silence there, so I, I can. Go for it, Levi. Okay. Go for it. So I'm going to try and keep this brief, because... Uh, as you both know, we have a lot of emails to get to. Um, but, you know, Jack, Matty, what are your feelings on Flight of the Concords? Love them. The con- you mean, what am I fe- what's my feeling on the plane, the Concord flying? Is that what you're no. asking me right now? That is, that is exactly what I'm asking, and I'm glad oh. you got that and Jack didn't. Stupid, <laughs> me and my stupid New Zealand comedy troops. Yeah, it's ridiculous. G- give me, give me, uh, Matty, can you very quickly, because as I said, I'm trying to keep it brief. Very quickly, give me your plane ranking, like top three. Um, um, Concords. So how can, um, how can that be in the top three if it was discontinued in, on the 24th of October 2003? Because it's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic, Jack. You wouldn't understand. It's vintage. Yeah. What number two, quick, come on. Seven four seven. Number that's three. A, that's um, a number. Um, the spotty <laughs> plane from classic uh, CBBC children's show. Come, come outside. outside. Wow, that uh, is any a, of the planes a niche from planes. From no one. <laughs> <laughs> Why that was the plane that came into my head, I don't know. But those are my top three planes. That's perfect, Matty. Thank you. Um, so unfortunately, I lied. I, I, it was a hoodwink. Uh, I'm actually talking about Flight of the Concords. Are you talking about hoodwinks? Um, oh, never mind. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish. Um, so it's it's no secret that I'm a big fan of Flight of the Concords. Um, and so the movie I'd like to talk about today is Flight of the Concords Live in London. Ooh. Um, we're four episodes in, and I've resorted to recommending a concert film. 
Uh, wow. Because the list of films that I've seen that Jack hasn't seen is very slowly diminishing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, uh, Flight of the Concords live in London. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, Flight of the Concords, they're a New Zealand comedy duo consisting of Brett McKenzie and Jermaine Clement. Um, in their own words, they're New Zealand's fourth most popular guitar-based digibongo acapella rap funk comedy folk <laughs> duo. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> they, they did quite, a radio quite claim show. To fame. I think yeah, I'm. It, it I think really I'm in the top one. To be fair, so. you, well, you almost certainly are. Um, so they did a radio show in the early 2000s, uh, and then they did an HBO TV series that ran for a couple seasons in the late 2000s. Um, I'm not going to try and analyze their comedy because that would be lame as fuck. But but they're very unique and, and funny as well as just genuinely very good musicians. Um, after their show ended in 2009, they've made some some brief reappearances as Flight of the Concords. Um, but for the most part, they went their separate ways. Jermaine directed What We Do in the Shadows. Brett won an Oscar for his music and the Hell Muppets, yeah. uh, among other work, of course, from both of them. Um, however, in 2018, they toured the United Kingdom and Ireland as Flight of the Concords, recording a one-hour special for HBO titled, you guessed it, Flight of the Concords Live in London. Um, so, I, I don't know why I'm such a sucker for nostalgia. Um, there's something very fundamentally compelling to me about a reunion, um, and I fall for it really easily. Um, I love the special because it's really interesting to see them performing music together again. Um, they play a mix of songs from their HBO show and some new original songs. Um, and it's just great to see them again in this capacity, if only for just a moment. Um, th this reprisal of their old songs, you know, a decade later, they're visually older. Um, it, it would be oddly emotional if it wasn't just still funny. Um, you know... I obviously recommend watching the Flight of the Concords TV series, um, but since this is a movie podcast and I'm I'm contractually obligated <laughs> to recommend one movie every episode, um, you know I highly recommend checking out Flight of the Concords live in London. I will do that. Yeah, I didn't know that existed. I wish I had seen them on that tour. Um, yeah, yeah, I was a big fan I, of the I, TV show back in day, and I haven't seen it since. So I've been I've been thinking about rewatching, and this is the perfect oh, yeah, avenue yeah. for me to uh, check out that live show. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would love to watch both the visually younger and visually older <laughs> Flight of the Concords. <laughs> that's my, my, my favourite new Levi coined phrase. Of yeah. visually, they are visually, visually older. older yeah. yeah. I mean, because Brad's got the, the, like, the white in his beard yeah. growing, you know, and like I think Jermaine's hairline is kind of receding a little bit. Um, so they look kind of foxier in like a, an older, foxier Ooh. way. Um, and it's just it's there's something so compelling to me about that that kind of reunion because like it's not like they went anywhere like they they did shows together um, throughout the 2010s like brief ones but but they you know and they're obviously still in contact but seeing them build as Flight of the Concords sitting together on that stage and like you can tell the 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 like the humor and the uh, what's the word like the the connection between them is yeah exactly it's still there. Um, and and that being reprised for um, for a special is is just very 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 compelling and, and it's it's a wonderful show, um, so you know I definitely recommend doing the the rewatch of the show and then the the special which is something I'm probably also going to do nice. even though the last time I rewatched it was <clears throat> probably probably a couple of years ago now, um, but it's just fantastic. But but Levi, who would win yes. a fight? The Flight of the Concords reunion <laughs> or the ABBA reunion. That's what I, I, I thought you were going to say, or an actual plane. 
<laughs> or an actual player. <laughs> In which case, the plane wins every time. I want to see two Kiwi men fight a plane. <laughs> it wouldn't go well. Um, but so, the the other thing to recommend is, just, just for you, Matty, I recommend you watch uh, the movie Planes. The uh, the Pixar movie Planes. Is that a, it must be Pixar, uh, right? Uh, well, I don't recall Planes Fire and Rescue. I, sure. I, 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 I have no recollection of any Pixar film post-2010, I'm sorry. Not even Toy Story I... 4? No. Well, I, Toy I'm, Story try, I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to repress it, Jack. Oh, <laughs> this, is not the, this is not the episode where we fall out over <laughs> Toy Story 4, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, or oh, this is. is the end of Bloopercast. Oh, well. Uh, um, I missed last week when it was crickets only. Yeah, me too. Sorry, Matty. You need to you need to cut back those hot takes. Yeah, damn those um, crickets and their subjective opinions. Yeah. So I suggest you watch Planes because I know how much you like uh, Concords. I actually like cars better. Not well. Films, you can't have everything, uh, Matty. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm tried my best to accommodate. <laughs> oh. Well, Who's okay. next? Who's next to recommend a movie? Well, I, I will go next, but unlike you, Levi, for f- films, your films that Jack hasn't seen diminishing, mine uh-huh. have run out, so I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to talk about a film that Jack has inevitably seen. Probably. You fucking loser. I'm, I'm not like you, having ru- almost running out of films that Jack hasn't seen. I've got none left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I win. So, uh, speaking of uh, fast-moving vehicles, uh-huh. let's talk about the classic that is Cool Runnings. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm bringing up Cool Runnings. Everyone everyone loves Cool Runnings who's watched it, right? Maybe there's a few people left in the world who, who haven't watched it, but this is a recommendation for everyone. Why? Because last week, um, if by pure coincidence, I watched Cool Runnings. I know. Amazing. <laughs> wow. I'm recommending it. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> um, who would have thought? But during the watching of Cool Runnings with my good friends, my uh, one of my friends uh, googled about when the, the sort of competitive history of Jamaica in the, the the sport that is bobsledding, and as it turns out, they hadn't competed at uh, any of the Olympic Games since 1998 until this year <gasps> in seven days' time. Jamaica <laughs> oh are making their comeback. To the sport of bobsledding in, oh the, in the Beijing Winter Olympics. Wow! So, so is Dougie Doug going to be there? I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like they should all just turn up, just to you know. Yeah. It's gonna, it, the thing is, if they all turned up and made a big thing about it, of like, yeah, the Cool Runnings cast is here. Like, <laughs> let's let's all let's all go and and celebrate Jamaican bobsledding. If they then like fail miserably, like. They need to yeah, fail no, as miserably as they did in Cool Runnings, <laughs> and then lift the bobsled at the end in order to live up to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, if ever there was a time to rewatch the most quotable, the most lovable, the most endearing film about a very obscure sport in the Winter Olympics, <laughs> then now would be the time because. They start. They start their first heat, I believe, on the nineteenth of February. So if you oh, want to wow. get in that, get in that mood, uh, and 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 get ready to watch Jamaicans bobsled, watch Cool <laughs> yeah. Runnings. Hell it's yeah. time. I love yeah. how how you and you and Jack both have the same rating for it actually, on on Letterboxd. Yes. Do we? What we is do. it? I haven't seen it in like two decades. <laughs> watch it again, Jack. You, you both to. gave it four stars. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. It's it's what actually a strange like? unity in the in the ratings here. Uh, everyone's either given it about mm. four stars. It's four people gave it four stars that I'm following. Um, and then the rest of them are silent. <laughs> it's just, well, I watched it. <laughs> oh, wow. I think that's probably yeah. because it's one of those films that everyone watched when they were six or seven. Yeah, years pretty old. much. And and so a lot of people come on Letterboxd and like, what did I think of that film? I don't, I don't know. remember. I watched yeah, that, yeah, there's no feasible way to remember what I thought about yeah. this movie yeah. when I saw it, you know, decades ago or whatever. Yeah, but yes, rewatch Cool Runnings because it is timeless. So, awesome. Yeah. Sold. That's a good wreck. So, Jack, what have you got for us? Well, before we get into the uh, the emails where I... Yeah, because you've got a million a, wrecks, actually. A thousand but... films to talk about. Um, I'll, I'll just pick this one. Do you guys know about this film called Star Wars? I've heard nope. of it. Okay. Uh, do you guys know about this country called Turkey? Nope. No. Okay, Last well... Last time I checked, that was a food to eat. Okay. I thought that was a, a, a sort of bird, but yes, please continue. Well, last week I watched uh, The Man Who Saved the World from 1982, which is also known as Turkish Star Wars. So, wow. a couple months ago... <laughs> like, me <and> my... legally? <laughs> uh, oh, very very legal. It's very legal. The yeah. Man Who Saved the World, after watching uh, a documentary called Remake, Remix, Ripoff, which is a documentary solely about the bootleg Turkish cinema, I knew I had to watch The Man Who Saved the World. And I'm going to be really lazy and just read the review I wrote for this movie. So, please, <laughs> bear with me. go for it. <clears throat> the only way to describe my experience watching The Man Who Saved the World is it's like I've been up all night eating cheese and I'm currently having a wonderful fever dream or nightmare where all my favourite things are thrown into a cinematic blender, then scanned and processed using a Game Boy <laughs> camera. I, I can barely tell you what happens in this movie but I can tell you I certainly enjoyed watching it. It's a melting pot of Star Wars, including a fair amount of recycled footage from the first film, Flash Gordon, the production notes from Yodorowsky's Dune, and a swarm of no-budget Taiwanese kung fu movies. There's uh, apparently a Blu-ray in the works somewhere, and I'd happily pay money to hear a mixed bootleg rip of the Indiana Jones theme that plays over and over and over again. (laughs) Oh my god. Can I ask... Uh, I think I've probably said this before, almost certainly. Um, I haven't actually seen a Star Wars movie before, so... This is how, a perfect entry point yeah, to the franchise. How great would it be to, yeah. for me to watch this without ever watching a Star Wars movie? A hundred percent. Like... Because yeah. I love this poster. He's like, he's kung fu on the front. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, uh, above the earth. There's so much going on on that poster. <laughs> there really is a lot. It's, it's a loaded poster. Um, he does a wolf whistle, which is meant to attract beautiful women, and then skeletons turn up on horseback. <laughs> that, that's a win. That's a real win. There. Yeah, again, wow. I don't really know what happened, but it was a good 91 minutes. So that is the recommendation from me this week, and there will be but, no more. That's but awesome. It's, but it's not Turkey's reenacting the whole Star Wars saga. No. Um, but I am working on that at this moment. Yeah, get. Oh gosh, I hope guess that's I'm, going, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've been waiting 23 years for this film, and we're this close. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you, Jack. That's really good. Yes, so now you. we have a very special segment that doesn't have a name, uh, and I propose to call it Jack's Movie Wreck Bonanza. What do we think? I like Sounds that, good. but I have yeah. to write a theme song for it now. So yeah, <laughs> welcome everybody to Jack's Movie Wreck Bonanza. 
Here it is. Let's spin it, DJ, one more time for the people listening, please. For the listeners. Jack's movie rack bonanza. He's going to suggest movies for you, the listener, to watch with your eyes and enjoy with your hearts. Okay. Yay, that was really wow. good, yeah. Jack. Thanks for that Jack's Movie Rec Bonanza um, introduction. That's so, so welcome okay. to Jack's Movie Rec Bonanza. Um, I don't have the page up. So basically, we asked the lo- our lovely friends here in the Discord um, to send us emails to, uh, to uh, uh, ask us for recommendations. So people sent us in a link to their letterbox. They sent us their top four. Uh, they just sent us a general theme or, or genre or whatever. Um, and Jack, uh, very kind, kindly and painstakingly, I assume, went through and picked, did you say, at least three I for think, everybody? I think there's about three for everyone. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure, anyway. Yeah. So we wow. have we have a whole lot of, of movies to cover here. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, thank you, everybody, for sending in emails. Thank you, Jack, for... for preparing all of this mm-hmm. um i've got to say like we're good <laughs> this is the one time where it's like we we got to cover cover all the emails we we got more emails i think for this than any we have for any week, yeah. any episode before yeah um because people love getting recommendations they certainly um, do and i love giving them so this works out yeah, beautifully it really does so jack's movie rec bonanza let's let's do it so the first email we had was from Charlie, uh, whose username on Letterboxd is Buttered Donut. Great name. Um, I don't want butter on my donut. Well, frankly, that makes one of us. Um, <laughs> the top, he sent in this Matty, top... Matty, the tie, quick, break the tie. No butter on your uh, donut. Yes or no? Uh, uh, depends on the donut. That's, great. that's my honest answer. Oh, that is a great answer. That's not breaking not, the not, tie. Not, not, to be, not to be evasive, but if it's jam <laughs> donut, then why would I put butter on it? Like, what's the point? Why would you put butter, butter on any donut? If it's this, bagel, is the epi- this is the episode maybe. you want to stretch out with bu- d- donut talk. This episode. <laughs> yes, because I want Matty to break the tie and he didn't. Listeners, you decide. Butter no, then, Levi. Okay, fine. No. Yes, right, right, yeah, yeah. Okay, so thank you, Charlie. Right, sorry, continue. Thank you, Charlie, for emailing in. And his uh, top four were Zodiac, Collateral, Prisoners, and Goodfellas. So I felt there was a, uh, a strong, consistent crime theme here. So the films that I've picked for you, Charlie, are Old Boy from 2003, directed by Park Chan-wook. You guys seen that one? Yes. I haven't actually, classic. but it's, it's on the list. Tried and true classic. Yeah, less said about that, the better. Just go in that, go into that blind. I think you can go into most of these films blind, to be honest, and you'd have a good time. Second one yeah, I've absolutely. got is uh, The Vanishing, or Spore Loose, from 1988. Yes, uh, directed that is a wonderful movie. by George Sluzier. Sorry about my pronunciation. It's a Dutch... <laughs> A Dutch thriller that will keep you awake for the rest of your life because it oh. will terrify you. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's one of the most horrifying movies I've seen. Matty, you gonna watch that? I I I know. <laughs> okay. No. What do you think, Matty? Do you want to see it? Do you want to see this awful horrifying movie? No, no. Okay. And yes. Then- <laughs> really? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Third film is from 1975. Uh, it's Dog Day Afternoon, directed by Sidney Lumet. Uh, it stars Al yeah. Pacino in a bank robbery gone wrong. Sorry, Jack. It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Oh, sorry. Dunk Pacino in a bank robbery gone wrong. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm the... I haven't seen this, but I I like Al Pacino a lot. So it's probably my favorite Pacino role so far. But oh, then wow. again, you That's know, wow. Don Pacino two is coming out soon. I... I love. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I love the optimism of so far. <laughs> like yeah, he's gonna maybe he'll pull soon. it out with the final yeah. roll. Who knows? And uh, last rec for Charlie is Hustlers, directed by uh, directed by Lorena Scafaria uh, in 2019. This is a film about dancers at a strip club hustling people out of money. Fascinating. Mm. Yeah. This is a this is a really good mix of recs. That it it covers it covers all of the like. A lot of different points while still covering that same kind of vibe mm. from his top four so that's yeah that's really good i'm 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 proud of you i guess i don't know <laughs> thanks dad there there's there's a lot looking at uh, charlie's profile of like 70s and 80s um yeah like any any Oh, there's a specific vibe of film basically <laughs> looking at his profile it's like yeah there are so many that you could watch charlie there are so so i'm, I'm looking through on uh, the wonderful uh letterbox compare app to see the films that i've watched that, that yeah not. and there's like i'm looking a lot at, of black like, and blue posters here the conversation Ooh, serpico yeah. uh midnight cowboy uh that there's 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 many 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 films, particularly in the seventies, that you would just yeah go back in time, Charlie. Adore. You'll have a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back in time. Um, yeah. So, do you mind if I read this next one? Go for it. Yeah. So this is we got a, an email from Luke, uh, and Luke wrote: So far this year, I've seen many Lynch films slash projects, and I was wondering if there are any of his films, long or short, that you could suggest to me that I haven't seen yet. Um, obviously, if, if there's anything Lynch-like but not from him, that would be neat as well. Um, so Jack put together a wonderful list there's a couple lynch films on here there's a couple uh others, others. Yeah. um and i wanted to read this one just because i'm a big lynch fan um and so there's stuff here for me to check out too so uh first wreck is lost highway from 1997 this is a lynch film uh jack wrote plays fast and loose with the idea with the with the idea of form and structure it exists in dark corridors and dimly lit roads at night at night it's terrifying and thrilling, and an unsung Lynch project with wild free jazz and terrifying notions about identity. Oh yeah. Um, Lost Highway is great. It's not. It's not one of my top Lynch films, but sure. it's definitely one people don't talk about as much as uh, yeah. I think they should. Um, I love the scene near the beginning when uh, he's talking to the the, the mystery dude on oh, the yes. phone. Oh yes. Yeah. Very very good. Um, so Matthew, what do you think of the movie? <laughs> well. It's it's strange, right? Because it I, is strange. Um, it certainly is strange. It, well, it's true, strange. Yes. Any 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 Lynch film is strange. Uh, I I would consider myself a David Lynch fan. Interesting. I've watched all, I've watched all of I've watched all of Twin Peaks. Blue Velvet, I think, is is one of my favorite films. Nice. Um, however, I think because of the fact that I binged out on Twin Peaks and then like, kind of like I tried to start watching all the rest of his films. I watched Mulholland Drive as well. Yeah. Wasn't as much of a fan of that. Controversial. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I I kind of burn burn out a little bit because it's mm. so surrealist. So it's like yeah. I, I feel it's important for 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 Luke to be particular about the pace at which he watches sure, them to yeah, make yeah. sure that yeah absolutely because because that the tone in in, in Lynch films or, or the like is very very. Um, yeah. It yes, he, he's got a very specific style, and, and exactly. you know, I, 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 <laughs> I did the um, the Lynch marathon in the in the Discord uh, a couple of years ago, almost a couple of years ago now, um, and 
but at that time I had already seen almost all of his movies, so I only had a couple really to, to touch on anyway. Um, but yeah, you can't really... It's difficult to marathon Lynch, just because his film his films are very specific and also very... There are a lot to take in. It's the kind of thing where you want to watch each of those movies multiple times to really take in everything. Um, and so it's hard to just watch one and then go on to the next one, you know? Um, it really does need to be spread out. And, and it, it's like, after watching Lost Highway, you want to go take a walk or take a drive and just just, mm. just think about what you saw for a while. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I, didn't think of, I didn't think you'd be a Lynch fan, Matthew, honestly. Just, just oh, yeah. from, from your... your uh, your, your cool runnings vibes <laughs> my, my, my cool runnings vibes yeah, <laughs> cool <laughs> runnings vibes but i want to start just just referring to people like that yeah got cool <laughs> runnings vibes really yeah 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 you, th- i think the thing is speaking to me you think cool runnings but then if you look into my letterbox like ratings and stuff yeah yeah oh, that's really got some good. weird stuff in there <laughs> um so then the second film here is another lynch film world at heart from 1990 uh, Jack wrote, David Lynch's black comedy crime drama starring Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern. There's a scene where Cage front flips out of a car and it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> so This good. is actually one of my yes, favourite Nicolas Cage roles. Um, he's so, so good in this. He yeah, he is. Snakeskin jacket, smoking <laughs> the snake cigarettes. Jacket. He's got like this oh, it's beautiful accent. It's so good. And it's Wild at Heart is probably the main reason why uh, there's that lull in Twin Peaks season two because Lynch was like, <laughs> yeah, he went ah, I'm just gonna it. go make this weird film." Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this! I need Nicholas. Oh, sorry, I should do a David Lynch impression. Fuck this! I need Nicholas Cage. Yeah, <laughs> something along those lines. I I wrote that David Lynch impression. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can I can do like, like David Lynch is one of those impressions that everyone says they can do but nobody can really do. Yeah. You know, it's like oh I can do a David Lynch impression. Can you? And then he's like, on your fucking telephone, get real. Yeah. You know something. <laughs> oh like <that>. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, w- World of Heart, very good. Has a lot of uh, Lynch collaborators in there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Got some Willem. I think Dafoe. I think sh- yeah, Sherilyn Fenn shows yes, up, yeah. and actually yeah, so does yeah. Cheryl Lee too. At yeah. the end, and Jack Nance um, is in there briefly. Yes, he is. Yeah, he he has a fantastic role in that movie. Um, so many Lynch collaborators. It's it's a very 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 Lynch film. Um, very fun. And and yeah, I would say that that's a good one to offset maybe some of the the, the headier uh, Lynch films because it it stays a, grounded. And I I think yeah. it's very much it. I think Nicolas Cage's role is very good with that. Um, because I think I think Nicolas Cage in that movie is not a very Lynchian character. Um, and I, I hate using the word Lynchian, but since it's we're this is, purely this is the Lynchian concept, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of it's appropriate. Um, I think I think uh, also because I don't think he wrote World at Heart. I think he changed parts of it, but I think by and large it was a, the script was written by somebody else. Um, mm. And so because of that, um, while the movie is still very fundamentally of his kind of wheelhouse, um, when the characters themselves kind of offset that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd say so. Wonderful movie, though. I yeah, I highly recommend. Um, so, 
can can you give me some help with the yeah with i'll the take this one i'll, I'll take this one don't worry thank you Appreciate uh it. so luke next film for you is last year at marion bad from 1961 this is a french italian film by alan Rene, who worked with agnes Varda early in her career if you're looking for the dreamlike nature that often stems from lynch's film this is definitely the film for you this plays very fast and loose with narrative and timelines and just the idea of characterization is so loose it's a very sort of thought-provoking experiment in cinematic form um it's definitely one you need to see and just sort of form your own sort of opinion on experience wise because it's nothing it's like nothing else to be honest yeah i i haven't seen this but i have seen another one of his films je t'aime je t'aime um and very i feel the same about this movie and that it's it's it nails that dreamlike kind of uh surreal vibe that lich has that mm. there's a lot mm. of broken continuity yeah absolutely um, and i think it's probably less in line with lynch as it, as it is with with other kind of surrealist uh movies and and directors um but it, it def he definitely fits in very well with with lynch's mo and uh, speaking of broken, bro- broken, uh, broken time, <laughs> the next film <laughs> on, yep. on Jack's recommendations for you, Luke, is uh, Coherence from 2013. It's a surrealist sci-fi, a thriller that sees a dinner pie turn into something much more. I love Coherence. Oh, nice! I think, cool. I think, I think Coherence is one of the. If, if I if I was trying to introduce someone into I guess indie cinema in general, mm-hmm. like getting out of the sort of whatever's in the cinema and getting into interesting films. <laughs> uh, Co- Coherence is great. It's something that I would say is great to watch with other people, and yet at the same time, it's also um, because it's such a mind-bendy one. It really is like yeah. a great. It's got it's got that um, that in common with every David Lynch thing ever. It's got that zaniness. <laughs> Uh, although it plays, it, it plays itself a lot more seriously than David Lynch, I would, I would say that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's just an absolutely wild ride uh, that I love, so... That's awesome. I think this is on my watch list, but I haven't gotten around to it. You so. know it's good when even Matty's recommending a, a, sort of <laughs> a darker thriller, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this final, this final wreck for Luke uh, is The Black Coat's Daughter. Uh, it's a 2015 psychological horror. It's full of eerie tension, dread, and to put it bluntly, really Lynchian approach to slow and surreal horror. Um, nope. As I said, I really don't like the word Lynchian, but I'll I'll let you off this time, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this is a film I watched at like 3 a.m. or something when I couldn't sleep. I think my brother recommended it to me, and oh boy, <laughs> didn't oh sleep God. much that night. But yeah, very wow. very interesting approach to characterization again. Um, sort of dual role, sort of Mulholland drivey in that aspect. Mm. Um, but yeah, spooky. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I like the name. I, I don't. I've yeah. never heard of this movie, but I think it's got a, it's got a compelling name. Cool. So, so yeah, I'll definitely folk, check folk, it out. Folkloric sounding name. Yeah, I'm absolutely. A fan of that. I'm not a fan of what I see the rest of it. That that that. No. <laughs> okay. No. Also, also, I love that your solution to not being able to sleep, Jack, was essentially watching the equivalent of drinking uh, copious amounts of coffee. If I, you know, I need to embrace the tiredness and just yeah. ride this wave out. I'll just watch something I'll, horrifying. I'll just never sleep again. <laughs> Checkmates. 
Okay. Next email. Take it, mate. Next email. Yeah, I will take it. Um, so our next email is from Ian. Ian and is Ian's... the one that recommended Bloop Scoop. If we yes. cut out that last part, this won't make any sense. So no, I, I bloop, not Bloop <laughs> Scoop is staying in. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, well, but then I feel bad because it's like we're shitting on his idea. Anyway, it's fine. So, from our good friend Bloop Scoop. <laughs> Hello again, Jack, <laughs> Levi, and maybe Matty. Hello, this is maybe Matty reading this. Yes, it is. I, Matty, you're back. Fan I'm favorite. Back. Yeah. Uh, I love movies. Not me, Ian's writing this. I love movies. <laughs> you hate movies. Sorry. <laughs> I hate movies. Uh, but it can be hard to break into new genres or ones that I'm not familiar with yet. For instance, I love a good thriller or slow burn drama, but horror doesn't always tickle my fancy. Maybe it is you writing this matter. <laughs> Maybe it is. Uh, so, so my first question is recommendations for thrillers and horror films. Some of my favourites are Jaws, The Hateful Eight, The Departed, and Alien. Also, any good monster movie wrecks? Kaiju favourites, perhaps? <laughs> you you well, asked the right question, Ian. We're, we're the right people to ask about this. Yes, yes. Um, so, the first recommendation that, that, that Jack uh, brought up for, uh, for Ian is, uh, is Burning, from 2018, uh, directed by Chang Dong Lee. Uh, Jack writes, certainly the contemporary definition of a slow burn thriller. This is a film that really clicked for me hours after viewing. The less I say, the better. But it's a five star Jack recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Burning is fantastic. It's, burning is great. it's very polarizing so from what I've seen. But the, really? people, the people who love it really, really love it. Yeah, I know yeah, a few I... people who really di- didn't click with the film or, I don't know, possibly misinterpreted parts. Because it is a film that, you know, needs certain interpretation especially towards the latter half yeah absolutely yeah without giving too much away yeah it's 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 tough doing a a recommendation podcast where you don't want to spoil yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i had a very i had a very strong reaction to it i would say yeah yeah Um, i think that it does evoke strong reactions from people so yeah yeah definitely and i completely agree in that it's one of those movies they clicked after after watching it yeah yeah it's the immediate aftermath isn't for quite the same as exactly yeah you it's it's another one of those movies where you really do need to just just think about it for a while and and process what you watched and then i think it, it clicks a lot better um and that's why in general i try to i try not to log things on letterboxd right after i watch them mm. um i try to i try to give it a couple hours to not always you know it depends but but i try to give it a couple hours to just really think about what i watched and then kind of come back to it and and, and give it a rating sometimes i sometimes i give it a week and it's definitely not because i forgot i just decided to give it a week yes yes that's that's <laughs> definitely it um okay so the next film is three women by robert altman robert altman is a gem uh it's really dreamy musing on identity personalities in the or in the, or this almost hypnotic and often eerie way uh matty you read that wrong i actually spelt I hypnotic wrong and it i put <laughs> hypotonic so that's pretty fun it is really hypotonic i gotta say <laughs> yeah i went on a big uh, robert altman binge last year he was one of my sort of cinematic blind spots and he's got such a versatile filmography and mm. this three women stars uh shelly duvall and um it, yeah as i said it's sort of a blending of different personalities in this very soft but very mysterious way it's very a very floaty dreamy film um, mm. And there is this this underlying sense of tension and danger in this really unique way. So I definitely recommend that. 
Absolutely. I haven't watched enough. I have not watched enough Altman. No, I, I need I, to I, get I, need to get back on the the Altman train at some point this year. <laughs> yeah, I watched The Player not that long ago, and it was Ooh, just nice. so good. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think good. I've seen any any Altman films. Um, I meant to watch the the Popeye adaptation recently, actually, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> which I I'm like sure it. is not probably the best example <laughs> of his work. No, not. <laughs> <laughs> That's also got Shelley Duvall. But yeah, that is <laughs> An true. Altman fave. <laughs> And now we move yeah. into uh, the kaiju favorites. Yes. We love big monsters on this podcast. We really do. Absolutely. Mm. So if you're, you know, starting to get into the genre, you need to see Godzilla from 1954, yeah. directed by Shiro Honda. That is the kaiju movie. Um, but I, I, I took that as granted. You might have already seen that. I couldn't see. But um, some other ones, uh, some of the favorites of mine anyway, would be Invasion of the Astro Monster. Uh, Godzilla mm. versus Hedorah, which is a psychedelic '70s anti-pollution <sighs> film that I rewatched Actually, literally movie, last yeah. night, and it's so good, so so good. And a more contemporary one is Gahara, the dark and long-haired monster. It's about a 15-20 minute short film, but oh man, it is so good. <laughs> That's awesome. I actually haven't seen that one, so I'm going to have to check that out. Cool. Um, yeah, I completely agree with Godzilla vs. Hedorah. That's honestly one of my favorite movies, not just one of my favorite kaiju movies. Yeah. It's so just... just it, it, I think it's the first um, Godzilla movie that really captures what the original was going for as far as having a, a, a message. message yeah. um, because and... those, those, the, that run of Showa-era um, Godzilla movies, it leans very hard into the wacky kind of well, it's just dudes in a, in in uh, rubber suits beating each other up. I um, mean, that's fun. That's very fun. But um, I think Godzilla vs. Hedorah really gets back to the the kind of the fact that it, it was originally God, the original Godzilla is a horror movie, mm-hmm. um, and it's and it's got a very clear agenda to it. Um, and so I I love I love how it kind of catches that again for a brief moment. Yeah, there is certainly a goofy sort of campy nature to Hedorah as well. But as you say, it yeah, is sort of founded and footed in that sort of, uh anti-pollution sort of 70s message which is yeah and it's like there's wild animation there's some really awesome <laughs> yeah, visual absolutely. effects and toho, all the outfits are awesome too toho hated the movie so much that they did never let the director make a godzilla film ever again so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely worth checking out very good yeah awesome there you go ian watch those movies right yes next up we have hunter who says, hello, party people. So we are now the party people. Welcome Th- that to is what we are, yes. Uh, my four top movies goes in the order you see in my profile, and he's put uh, Blade Runner 2049, Barry Lyndon, Come and See, and Moonrise Kingdom. I also want to say that your podcast just keeps getting better and better. Keep it up. Thank you very much, Hunter. We had to leave that in, of course, just, just to pat ourselves on the back. I love patting yeah. myself on the back. So... <laughs> So the films I've got for Hunter, um, Welcome or No Trespassing is a film I found last year on the Criterion channel, and it's from the director of Come and See, but it's it's like a comedy coming-of-age film. Oh, wow. Um, it feels, Unexpected. Yeah, exactly. It feels very much like the prototype for Moonrise Kingdom. Um, wow. It's, it's so far removed from Come and See, and it is definitely in line with Moonrise Kingdom, so it's sort of like a nice uh, middle point between f- two of your favourite films there. And obviously, with the connections to Wes Anderson, uh, I I wouldn't be Jack if I didn't recommend some Jack Stati, uh, specifically Mon Uncle or Monsieur Hulot's Holiday. Uh, Wes Anderson pulls a lot of visual uh, visual inspiration from Tati's work. Mm. They're they're Mm. very 
uh, sort of wholesome slice of life tales um, from sort of 50s, 60s France. Um, they're some of my my favourite movies. And now the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, <laughs> trying to find recommendations for something like Come and See is difficult. But I'm reminded of how gruelling and brutal you know the depiction of war is in that film and i'd certainly recommend yeah. the human condition trilogy by kobayashi if you're after more depressing <laughs> cinema yeah uh, it is one that's of been the, on my list for a long time one of the staples of japanese cinema and war cinema yeah. at large as well as just right at the top of the um the uh letterbox top 250 yeah if yeah. you're interested in what what the the letterbox community at, at large mm. you know what their kind of favorite movies are yeah, um, all, all three of those movies, I think, are, are right at the top of the top 250. Yeah, they work they work very well as one continued story, but as sort of separate entities as well, they approach uh, narratives about war in very different ways, even though it mm. follows the same protagonist. Yeah, those uh, movies are rated high for a reason. Definitely check them out. I am thoroughly intimidated by the prospect See, of watching The Human Condition. I, <laughs> I was, and then I bit the bullet watch the first one and then immediately watch the other two in like 24 oh, hours okay. uh they are some of the best films ever made and i will go on record as saying that oh, wow. so don't That's be a, too intimidated they are not as uh, i mean come and see is just another beast but human condition it yeah. has its moments but i i think you could you could work through it matty i believe in you yeah <laughs> i sure, believe in I'm you matty sure. That's I love awesome. Come and see, so definitely, yeah. I'd be yeah. excited to watch that. As there well. you go, Hunter. Enjoy those movies and watch them all. And then uh, that's the thing we should have said. If you watch these movies, tell us, tell us what you thought. Yeah, if you tell hate them, you uh, email or Levi. Jack's recommendations. Yeah, email me specifically and tell me how much you hate them. Um, <laughs> that would be funny. So, <laughs> so this next email is from Vic. She's the one who recommended Scrooge a while back. Uh, and she said that she will also, she would also kiss B- B- Bill Murray, or yep. smooch Bill Murray rather. I shouldn't say will because I, maybe that's a threat <laughs> to, to oh, Bill Murray I'm himself. Smooch you good. <laughs> yeah, to watch out, Bill Murray, I'm coming for you. Uh, um, so she wrote that she's always uh, looking for new wonderful films to watch. If I had to pick a top four, it would go like this: Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny, Hunt for the Wilder People, The Evil Dead Two, Dead by Dawn, George A. Romero's Day of the Dead. Uh, it's a tough task to choose, but I think these are the films that remain fun to watch for me multiple times over. Much love for this fun pod. That's lovely. So Jack has three very good films, as he writes. Um, good. They are very good. I, <laughs> they, they are very good, if anything. So the first one is Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder from Hell. Uh, I know, what a title. Uh, this film was originally shot in the mid-90s that was never completed until 2012 or so. It's a Japanese Evil Dead type that feels like Haosu or another psychedelic ghost story. I um, I picked up the I, D- DVD recently and I need to rewatch it, but oh, that's man, awesome. it is so, so good. I think it's probably shot on video or something. It's a very cheap production, Yeah, but like the um, practical effects of something like Sam Raimi's Evil Dead come to fruition in this, and it's just so inventive and so creative and so fun. I knew it was mm. Japanese from the moment I saw the title. Just like that, that that's such a, uh, a Japanese title, yeah, yeah. and I love it. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. I, I, I'm also going to have to check that out, because I, I like the sound of that. Um, yeah. So the second recommendation here is Peter Jackson's Brain Dead slash Dead Alive. Um, this Jack is... wrote <laughs> Magnum O dash Puss. <laughs> So it's like magnum opus, uh, but it's... Yeah, no, I got that part. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need to... Let me explain my jokes. (laughs) Yeah, please, explain the joke. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's uh, no yeah. go ahead explain it's the joke. his magnum opus it's disgusting but it's his best work in my but opinion that's not explaining the joke magnum opus yep. magnum yep. opus as in like ew gross there's uh there you go funny joke jack i i yeah. know that you won't do this because it's your joke but in post can you add the um the price is right losing horn sorry please please continue (laughs) um so yeah before peter jackson was lord of the rings man he was making weird low budget horror comedies in new zealand and his first film was bad taste and then he went on to make brain dead or dead alive depending on what region you're in uh, it's a disgusting cornerstone of the horror comedy genre with more blood than you'll ever need to see in your entire life. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah, and then that sounds good. Last wreck for Vic is... This is basically going off of the Tenacious D angle. Uh, and this is Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. This is one of the best music biopic parodies. It's John C. Riley in a sort of Johnny Cash-style country-western role. The film itself has an affinity for a number of different musical genres that it parodies, and it's actually really, really funny as well. Any of you seen this one? I haven't nope. actually, but, Have but you, you do a good pitch as always. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So Vic uh, and uh, uh, I, I, I would be remiss. I have to add th- add this this uh, recommendation in. Oh, for Vic. go for it. Look, look, looking at looking at these these films uh, that are on your favourites. Whether or not you've watched it or not, I'm not sure because uh, without seeing a letterbox profile or whatever. But but I would be remiss not to bring up One Cut of the Dead. Oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah definitely. You simply looking at looking at your favorites. That is the f- immediately that film came to That's mind. That's great choice. Jap- Jap- Japanese horror comedy, very very creative uh, concept and execution, and it is honestly like a film that I again I would recommend that to anybody mm-hmm. like i don't these guys know as well as anyone i don't <laughs> like horror films and, uh but but that's yeah. that's a film that is so so universally accessible uh, it's a great entry point i would say into japanese cinema uh and yeah if you've got a, a sensibility like your favorites would suggest of that sort of low budget um guerrilla horror b movie slash also comedy through hunt for the world of people that kind of wholesome uh, uplifting vibe at the same time. It's a very particular point that I would say that One Cut of the Dead really manages to uh, to to meet. So I would 100% say that, that would be an amazing film for you to watch, Vic. Yep, good stuff. Awesome. Thank you for that. Enjoy those movies. Next email. I don't know who's going to read it. I shouldn't have just said next email. <laughs> I wrote it. I'll read it. Go so it. this is from Emery. Uh, she says, "Long time listener, first time email." No, what you're Love missing that. is that she also <laughs> yeah. told us how to pronounce her name because we're now renowned for not being able to pronounce people's yeah. names. We didn't meet Samantha <laughs> this week, but it's fine. So this is Emery, yeah. and she says, uh, "Long time listener, first time emailer." And then I went through her profile, and I saw John Wick movies were high up on your ratings, so I'd like to recommend Avengement. Avengement, a 29 film starring Scott Adkins. It's a British crime film with balls to the wall action and some really grueling fight sequences, sort of in the similar vein to John Wick. Mm. Uh, I also saw Kill Bill, 
uh, both uh, those films high up on your rating five stars so i thought you'd really like lady snowblood which uh, a japanese film from 1973 that tarantino took so much inspiration from for his kill bill movies it's um it's a film that deals with a young girl taking revenge on a gang of men that once wronged her family sound familiar yeah he just stole the plot <laughs> but <laughs> who would have thought uh, there's a Lady Snowblood 2, which I still need to see, but um, that first film is so good. So stylized and so sort of glamorous as well. That's awesome. And then I saw mm. you had uh, Cecil B. Demented in Your Favourites, which is one of my favourite John Waters films. So I thought I'd recommend Greener Grass from 2019. This is a dark comedy film that looks at the weird insides of middle-class American suburbia in a very sort of John Waters-ish fashion. Like, mm. it's so like white picket fences and soccer moms mm. but it's also like quite gross in parts as well yeah see i yeah. i was recommended green of grass from the perspective of enjoying lynch films oh um, interesting yeah, yeah, yeah it's, fun, it's, well, it's both... funny the first the first thing that came to mind was the opening of blue velvet yeah, yeah absolutely because lynch yeah, also yeah, was yeah. very big on that idea of of um mm. it's like uh, 50s Americana suburbia and, yeah. like yeah middle america um yeah so i think i think that's similar similar note there because um, yeah. the rest of this, I have to say, is kind of out of my wheelhouse in terms of uh, recommendations. But yeah, I'm also interested in checking out Green Grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would say if uh, if if you did go down the route of watching um, uh, Avengement and you vibed with the British crime uh, film, uh, uh, the description that Jack gave of that reminded me of a film called Caliber, which is seems to have somewhat flown under the radar. I think that was released in 2019, which is a thriller that's kind of in the same not not in the same it's far from being in the same vein as john wick i would say but it's uh it's got that kind of gritty mm, um, okay. british crime um vibe and i believe is quite an underrated film so i don't know yeah, this one Matt. i don't know oh, this wow. one. you found a movie jack hasn't seen <gasps> no, imagine I see that. that wow yeah <laughs> incredible yeah there you go emory i hope you enjoy next email okay I take it away matty one. Um, or I would take it if I had the email up from Ken. <laughs> um, uh, Ken, uh, Ken? S- Ken? Hang on a minute, where, where am I at? No, is that- <laughs> email 7. Kevin. Yeah, there you go. There we go. <laughs> um, oh yeah, sorry, I, I, I skipped up the emails, that's my mistake. Right, so, classic uh, so, rookie mistake. So, 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 so Kevin's um, top four... Were, uh, were The Thin Man, Some Like It Hot, Harvey, and My Man Godfrey. And uh, he asked for some uh, classic uh, comedy wrecks. And uh, thus, uh, Jack excellently went through. Yeah, and, Jack uh, and, took and, it away. And uh, he, he's given a plethora of, uh, of suggestions for you, Kevin. So, um, uh, I love me some old, screwball, uh, old school screwball comedies and such. So here are a few of my favorites that I think you'll get a kick out of. Hell's a Poppin might be the funniest movie ever made. I'm saying That's it. That's a bold claim. I'm saying mm-hmm. it. That is a bold claim. I'm saying it right here. I'm going on record. I've, I, I can't wait to hear this description. Uh, <laughs> released in 1941, this is Olsen and Johnson's filmic adaptation of their chaotic stage play. It's full of surrealist humour, the fourth wall breaks, ridiculous jokes, and so many song and dance numbers. Oh my goodness. There's Jack. like so much in this movie. It's really hard to pinpoint <laughs> what goes on it's sort of like it's sort of like the best train wreck you'll ever see 
I love the sound of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've I've watched it. I think I discovered it last year because someone in the server posted some stills from it, and I think I've seen it three times since. It's, oh wow! There's there's yeah. so much in this movie. I'd recommend it to anyone, to be honest. But um, mm. I'm definitely, definitely going to check if this you're out. into sort of old school screwball comedies. That that uh, besides the name of Hell's a Puppin, that really appeals to my Laurel and Hardy fan. Oh, I think uh, you'd I think you'd get into it as well, Matty. Yeah, definitely check out. Um, is it on YouTube? I'm not one to say, but it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't want to out Hell's a Puppin for uh, publicly accessible, would we? For being 80 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Um, awesome. and, uh, and 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 Jack's next rec was His Girl Friday, which is a, a real prototype for the screwball comedy. This is a Howard Hawks film from 1940, starring Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell. It's a tight-knit 90-minute film with snappy dialogue, quick-paced jokes, and some fantastic character uh, character actors in supporting roles. Yep, there's a, uh, a Laurel and Hardy staple, uh, Billy Gilbert, in a um, very, very oh. good supporting role. Oh, yeah. Billy Gilbert, oh, one of the funniest wow. men in Hollywood. Yes, he's in uh, wow. His Girl Friday, so definitely. Wowie! Well, I'm I'm gonna just take all of Kevin's Rex and watch <laughs> myself. Um, and uh, thirdly, we have uh, A Night at the Opera, directed by Sam Wood. Often, when I recommend Marx Brothers movies to people, I say to start at Duck Soup. But I think A Night at the Opera does a better job of balancing gags and narrative. If you're into slapstick word wordplay farce, there's a lot to love here. I started with duck soup. <laughs> yep, I, I did, did as did, well. Did I make a mistake, Jack? No, not at all. But I feel like everyone recommends duck soup when it comes to old school comedy movies, and I've yeah. I myself have recommended duck soup to billions of people at this point. So I just wanted to <laughs> yeah. change it up. I I rewatched a night at the opera a couple of weeks ago, and I love it. God damn, it's a good movie. Yeah. I actually haven't um, seen any Marx Brothers movies, so this is well. A, Levi, get ready because um, next month is March, and that's Marx Madness, the uh, <laughs> the challenge that took the world by storm last year. It really did. <laughs> it was it was, on the one where it was just you posting. It was literally <laughs> just me watching every single like Marx Brothers affiliated project I could find for oh like a God, month, and no one, <laughs> no one that else participated. So and I was like, it's fine. It's just me. No one else wants thirties comedy movies every day. Just me. It would, li- <laughs> it literally just be weeks of only you posting on the channel, and then sometimes one person would drop in to be like, oh, like, get hey, out. Matt, you're still doing this, huh? Oh no, Jack, sorry. I don't know why I just mixed up your names. I'd be like, get out of my diary feed. This is my diary <laughs> channel now. <laughs> so funny to me. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, that's that uh, that's that's very on brand, I would say. <laughs> Can't wait for Mark's Madness too. Okay. And finally, the Court Jester, released in nineteen fifty five. It's a recent favourite of Jack's. It's a musical comedy filmed in gorgeous Technicolor in a medieval romance setting. Again, this is full of great writing, wonderful songs, and some genuinely engaging swashbuckling action too. Do you know what? I'm now willing to make the claim that musicals and, and, and song and dance in cinema stopped being charming at a certain point and became annoying but mm. were more charming huh. and endearing than any other content of any other film when they were in a in certain period. Yeah, well, yeah, sure, yeah. there's a difference between, say, uh, Singing in the Rain and uh, Pitch Perfect 2. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's more than one difference. <laughs> High School Musical 3 and The Young Girls of Rochefort. Like, there's Don't a lot. be rude about High School Musical 3, okay? 
don't shit on that. No That's too far. Comment. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy those far, films, Jake. Kevin. They. If you don't find them funny, then don't ever email me ever again. Yeah, Bye. get out of here, Kevin. Go watch those movies. Love you, though. Yeah. So this next email is from Ezra, um, and he says his top films are Kubo and the Two Strings, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Borat. My wife. So, <laughs> thank you, bro. <laughs> um, so uh, Jack writes, uh, scale of fantasy landscapes, incredible visuals. I'd like to recommend movies like Mad Max Fury Road, George Miller's action-adventure masterpiece, in a world overrun by films that rely on green screen technology as their foundation, Miller uses it solely to enhance a really raw and grounded, practical, in all caps, production. <laughs> it's a dusty, sandy adventure at 200 miles per hour. I mean, it's kind of the best film ever made, right? <laughs> it is. It, it, it's, it's fascinating to me, the fact that George Miller basically remade his own film. <laughs> yeah, and he did it <laughs> Gotta respect like, that, a thousand times better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Rather than doing the George Lucas fanning around, no, yeah, let's... And, and touching them up, he's like, let's just do it again. <laughs> <He's>... Yeah, George <laughs> yeah. Lucas said, "Oh, cool! Now we have all this technology. I can add rocks to my fucking R two D two sequences." And George Miller said, "Oh, cool! Now I can like, I can still have a man playing a guitar that's also a flamethrower, but now I can change the color gradient a little bit." <laughs> to orange i felt the same about um i felt the same about funny games where it was like oh let's just do this again but but get naomi watson here uh, like, yeah. <laughs> it's good um let's do it again but funnier for the funny games <laughs> let's add that's... some more games come on <laughs> yeah let's get some more games in here make them funny that's that's exactly what i think mad max fury wrote it <laughs> more it's games mad max, more funny. but, funny, funnier but funnier. <laughs> yeah that's awesome um so the second film jack has here is a town called panic uh jack said he watched this recently and couldn't believe it took him so long the surrealist stop motion featuring a cowboy a horse and an indian chief getting up to all sorts of shenanigans now i know oh, no. <laughs> i know matty loves this one as well <laughs> that's awesome yes i like, love yes. shenanigans I if say. you if you grew up in the uk there were milk adverts with these characters yeah uh, a craven <laughs> oh down my milk, goodness me which is how i first discovered this sort of world and for years i put off this film thinking it was literally just like a 90 minute milk advert but obviously it's not <laughs> it is one of the most original films i've seen in recent years it is yeah. so good and um there's a sequel as well that's made up of three shorts as well which is so so good so definitely check that out if you're into strange stop motion things like kubo yeah. and the two strings i really yeah. don't trust um british milk companies to accurately portray <laughs> uh native americans hey like i just feel i just feel like that's <laughs> bound to go wrong <laughs> even better this i think a ta- the people that made their town called panic are like a french production company as well so oh wow it's french yeah. french production animation company working with british milk <laughs> representation <laughs> that worries brought, me brought to, you, brought to you by france and british milk <laughs> the people who who historically have been very good at, at uh being nice to native peoples <laughs> um, uh, it's wonderful though it's it's it a, it's a very it's... it's a very very particular humor yeah uh but but i i think that it, that anyone could anyone would find it funny watching it honestly i i can't i can't imagine someone watching it and not just giggling like yeah. a little child that's awesome i'll have to check that out so the uh the final the final wreck that jack has here is uh the wrong trousers 
If you haven't seen the Wallace and Gromit shorts, stop what you're doing right now and go watch. I disagree with that statement. Finish this episode of Bloopercast, then go and watch it. <laughs> Fine. Um, we come first, of course. Uh, the Ardman production value is unrivaled, and The Wrong Trousers is possibly the peak of British stop motion. Uh, well-developed characters, a tense plot, and some great gags, too. Um, yeah, Again, of course. Just Wallace and the Gromit. best. It's Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, like, I can't believe... Unless you have seen these and you haven't got them logged, in which case, log them. Come on. It's the best yeah. thing ever. Um, my, my additional rec here that I've got is um, uh, I feel like anyone who enjoys Borat should watch Who is America, um, which is... Mm. It's a mini-series, but it's on Letterboxd, so I'll count it. Um, it's, it's kind of Sacha Baron Cohen's first like foray back into that style of comedy after Borat, I think. Um, or no, after... Um, he did uh, the one that was really bad, but Bruno. the name isn't. Yes, exactly. Um, and I think after that, he kind of retired that style of comedy until uh, until Who Is America. Um, but I think it's it's a very very on point miniseries that that captures everything that was very good about the kind of political commentary in Borat, mm. um, but does it in a way that kind of it feels less dated. I mean, I love I love the original Borat. I think it's a wonderful movie, but um, it's got its flaws and it's got its kind of it, it's. It's very of its time, obviously. It's very yeah. 2006. Um, and yeah. so Who is America does a very good job at, at doing ba- basically the same thing, but with more characters and being more mm. kind of current. Yeah, so, also, yeah that miniseries also felt like a sort of like a, a test run for uh, Borat's subsequent movie film deliverer of pr- prodigious bride to American <laughs> regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. You're very right. And I'm <laughs> well, glad that you memorized the full well, name. Well, yeah, well, well, well delivered, Jack. So I'm very impressed. <laughs> Bravo. Yeah, that, I didn't really have a point. I just wanted to say the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I think you're actually right as far as... No, yeah, um, yeah. I think it, it very well leads into the second Borat movie. Um, and is it better than the second Borat movie? I don't know. I, 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 Sasha Baron Cohen is very hit or miss for me. Um, yeah. And I like I like both Borat movies and I like Who is America. So who to, who's to say? Mm. But I highly recommend it. If you like Borat, I, I'd recommend checking it out. Ezra's to say. Ezra, tell us which would you prefer. Yeah, do it. And email us. <laughs> <laughs> Send us an email and then we'll talk about it because that's what we do on that's this That's what show. we do. Right. That's Next I'll, email. I'll take this one because it's from our good friend, Beb. Woo! Beb says... We love you, Beb. I love, love the, you, Beb. I love the, um, the format Beb chose to use here. It's a good bit. Here. Okay. Yeah. I've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Don't hang up because you can hang up on emails, apparently. Yeah, uh, you can. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm just some talking head 1992 <laughs> this is important business don't believe me i'll have you know i got my masters at the school of rock 2003 <laughs> one of the most prodigi- prestigious schools in the country during my time there i got to meet some great teachers the dean the fabulous baron munchausen 1962 still one of my personal friends but these days, I prefer to be a bit of a good Samaritan and talk to people about their car's extended warranty. I felt like a babe pig in the city <laughs> in 1988 at my old job, so I prefer this change of pace. Well, I'll let you go. Be sure to give me a call back when you have the chance. <laughs> it was already a good bit, but I love that you had to read the years too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Beb. Thank you, Beb. So, That's a wonderful um, I haven't actually seen uh, Talking Head 1992, but I know Beb watched that very recently. Um, so I wanted to reach out and suggest two other Oshi movies. 
which I watched recently. They're, they're both mm. animated. Uh, the Pat Labor 1 and 2, they are science fiction mecha epics. Uh, they can be subversive, like a lot of Oshie's uh, other films, like Angel's Egg and um, mm. Ghost in the Shell. But the animation which we talked is... about last week. Well, yes, we did. Oh, last uh, episode, the, yeah. The animation is unbelievably good, and the story is very well executed. Um, I know I turned Beb on to the fabulous Baron Munchausen because it's from one of my favourite directors, Carol Zeman, and mm. uh, The Merry Frolics of Satan from 1906 by George Melies. Uh, for fans of fabulous Baron Munchausen and other Carol Zeman films, this is a must. It's barely 18 <clears throat> minutes long, but is is poached? No. But it's packed with visual splendors, <laughs> fantastic dreamlike ideas, and it's hard to imagine making this film with today's technology, let alone in the early 1900s. Mm. I've been I've been eyeing this up for so long because I I read the title and I was like, oh yeah, it is fuck, the best. I got it. I the gotta best see title. this. Yeah, the Merry, the Merry I, Frolics of Satan. It might actually be the, the one of the greatest titles of all time. Of all time, there's something immediately compelling about the Merry Frolics of Satan. Mm. Um, so this is this is one that is like. I've had like my finger on the trigger of, of finally watching it for a long time. I just haven't got around to it. So uh, this is one for me too. Yeah, you gotta. It, it's like it, do, it does seem on brand for you. Like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then School of Rock. Uh, I, I p- pulled a film out that someone mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, that's Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny from 2006. I want to say. Uh, the celebration of music as an art form and a way of living in School of Rock is very <coughs> similar to what Jack Black and Carl Gass would go on to do in Tenacious D as a as an outfit and as an album and as this film. It's like a stoner rock opera. It's um, I, 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 it's hard to describe because I've seen this film a thousand times. Mm. <laughs> you, <laughs> you guys seen Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny? I haven't I've actually, not. but I, I know a lot I've, about it. I've seen some clips as well. It, but Yeah, it feels wrong. Uh, yeah, it's one of those films where it feels like you've seen it, even if you've not seen it. Yeah, you've it. seen well, the entirety of it so through clips everywhere. on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it features the late, great Meatloaf as Jack Black's dad. Um, mm. Ben Stiller's in it. Dave Grohl plays the devil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love a movie yeah. that has a famous person playing the devil. I, I love I really a movie do. that has a devil. Yeah, exactly. I love the devil. I, I just love Satan so much. Well, bad, dad, bad. New Bloopercast official this, this start. Is, this is getting satanic. scary, guys. <laughs> the official stance of the Bloopercast podcast, we love Satan so much. No. We're so no, into Satan. No, no. So there you go, Bab. There's uh, three or four films that I think you'd enjoy. And you probably, you know, they're probably on your radar anyway. But I just want to give you that final push to watch them. Awesome. Enjoy those, Bab. Next email. Go for it, Matty. Take it away. Uh, uh, our next email is from Brennan. And uh, Brennan says... Uh, what does Brennan say? Bre- oh, Brennan's <laughs> favourite films are Eraserhead, Frank Zappa, Baby Snakes, Stalker, and Belladonna of Sadness. Nice spread there. Real nice spread. Yes, that, that is a, a spread and a half. Mm. Um, and so uh, Jack's recommendations begin with Zappa 2020, a documentary by Alex Winter, I believe, of Bill and Ted fame. <laughs> and actually, who uh, also uh, did the uh, the shitty uh, Ben 10 movies as well. Yes, he really? did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. imagine, imagine that. Live action um, Ben 10. Yeah, sorry. This this is a really eye-opening documentary into how Zappa came to be in this giant uh, uh, to be this giant in a very strange corner of music culture. It also uncovers things I never would have imagined existed about Frank Zappa, including his campaigns against censorship. 
Yeah, for all the avant-garde sort of jazz rock the man did, he was very heavily involved in politics later in his life. And like European politics as well, not just American stuff. Mm. Um, So yeah, very interesting documentary from a very very strange man (laughs) yeah yeah, he's had a real interesting i I saw this because um i was reading about alex winter because uh when the new bill and ted movie came out i guess it's not really new anymore but but i was just reading about him um and i saw that he he was doing this documentary um i I don't know a lot about frank zappa but i am interested to check this out because uh yeah he's a very very interesting uh interesting topic yeah yeah yes it's true he's he's quite enigmatic as as a as a figure isn't he um, the next uh, recommendation that uh, Jack suggested for our friend Brennan was uh, Mind Game 2004, which is an anime fantasy that transcends time and space. It's a spiritual and sensual journey that's r- hard to really talk about, but it's so unabashedly creative and original, it's worth checking out. Yeah, I um, I think you dig this one a lot as well, Levi, in terms mm. of like your anime tastes. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, animated films. There's just like the the different amounts of like animation styles that are thrown at the wall here and like the narrative itself is so so difficult to get a, get a grasp on at first because it does oh just sort of, yes yeah um sorry and, i just saw the poster and now yeah yeah, I, I, yeah google the poster for mind game 2004 and you'll sort of get a feel for the film in general but it <laughs> yeah, just goes places i didn't expect it to go and like, okay so, so, yeah, okay Matt, <laughs> yeah. similar to belladonna of sadness it's just sort of like such a visual odyssey and i think it's worth checking Wowie. Absolutely, yeah. That, yeah. Looks, that, looks, that looks pretty interesting. Um, and our next wreck for uh, Brennan is Son of the White Mare from 1981. Uh, another film I saw recently and thought, where has this been my entire life? Mm, absolutely. Is the description. The story's main character is Feher Lofia. Great. Great. That's a no. yeah, good shot. I don't actually know how you pronounce it, but that's a good shot. Um, Fehalofia. Yeah, let's go with that. Fehalofia, uh, who is a man with superhuman power. He is born as the third son of a horse. <laughs> he listened to old tales, mostly about the forefather and the end of his reign caused by evil dragons. Absolutely stunning, minimalistic animation and a gorgeous fantasy landscape. Yeah, this this, this one has been on my top four on Letterboxd for a long time. I think oh, nice. maybe recently I. I swipped, swapped it out for something else, but um, absolutely one of my favorite movies. Fantastic. Really, really good. That sounds awesome <laughs> from that description. Yeah, like, no, it's yes. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Just Google the name of the film, Matty, and look at some stills, and I think you'd be really oh, into yes, it. Yeah. Like, it's just, again, another visual splendor. It's it's I absolutely love, gorgeous, I love folkloric yeah. stuff. Like oh, that, it's that. like, it, it's crazy. Like, it's told from the point of view of this horse god, and it's... <laughs> It's it goes over like eons and it's such like an epic tale and it's mm. oh yeah yeah Fantastic. I think you really nailed it with where has this been my entire life I felt the exact mm. same when I watched it and um, especially because it, yeah it's 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 a fairly old movie that I think it got yeah. re released recently right um, or it got like an official release or, or something along those lines um because that that's how I read about it initially um and it it really is one of those movies where it's like this has just been out there this has just been there and I can I can see it. <laughs> Yeah. It's incredible. Really, really good. <laughs> I, I highly recommend this one too. And finally, we have UHF, released in 1989, which is a weirdo 80s comedy. It's Weird Al Yankovic. We love Weird Al <laughs> We do. Gotta love so Weird you, Al, yeah. So you already know it's going to be strange. It's a pop culture treasure trove, a mix of sketch comedy and corporate satire. 
it's stupid all over the place and uh, uh, at times all at times and i think it shares some of the sensibilities that zappa had in the 60s and 70s yeah it is just like a 90 minute sketch show and it's just weird and it's got kramer from seinfeld before he was kramer have you guys heard <laughs> about this uh weird owl film that's coming out Yes, I've heard of. I've that heard about sounds it, familiar, but, I've not but I don't think so. Looked into it. Because yeah, Daniel I've, I've Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al. <laughs> oh yes, no, I did read about this. That's yeah, interesting yeah, choice. Uh, interesting choice. I I have. I think it's probably going to be a TV production, like a TV movie. But yeah, I, what 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 the hell is that going to be? I'm going <laughs> to love that movie regardless. But <laughs> yeah. So there you go, Brennan. I hope you enjoy uh, those four movies we've laid out for you there. That's awesome. I, actually, I, I meant to say I've also been eyeing up UHF. Uh, it's on my yep. watch list at the moment. It's fun. Just I fun. want to check that out. So Enjoy, the Brennan. email we have is from Ken, and Ken's top four are Doctor Strangelove, The Godfather Part 2, The Dark Knight, and Shane. So <clears throat> I came up with these suggestions for you today. Ken. Heat 1995, directed by Michael Mann. So Christopher Nolan basically took Michael Mann's Heat added Batman and the Joker, and that's how we got the Dark Knight. In terms of how uh, Nolan uses the cityscape, that's all heat. It's a crime film with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, and John Voight. And it's one of those last robbery job before retirement sort of films. (laughs) Intense pacing, incredibly well-produced action sequences, and some really career-defining performances from De Niro and Pacino. I mean, it's heat. You guys have seen heat. Come on. (laughs) I actually haven't, but it's it's once again, as many movies are in this list, (laughs) one of those movies that I see all the time on my watch list, and I'm like, man, I gotta check this out. Gotta watch this movie. Um, Yeah, 100%. Heat falls firmly into the the pantheon of films that I would say would fit our very first email, uh, Charlie. uh, Second uh, Al Pacino on this this list. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's just one of the best it's like it's a modern classic it's one of the best films i've ever seen in my opinion <laughs> i guess that's the nature of it being a film that i've seen uh, yeah i i uh, i yeah, it's one of the best movies i haven't it. seen yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> uh so um, next up uh trying to think of films similar to dr strange love is difficult because you know kubrick's dr strange love is so sort of it's so unique at its time and like mm. the way it handles comedy is so sort of special but um mm. you know political satire at large is hit and miss for me but armando iannucci's in the loop 2009 does a great job so for those who don't know i am uh, armando iannucci uh worked at the bbc for a while on tv projects such as like alan partridge and then he moved into the thick of it which is a very very good sort of british political satire about uh, spin doctors and uh in the loop is kind of well is uh, the movie version of that but it branches between uh america and britain so i think it nails the relationship between contemporary american and british politicians really well the humor the humor is incredibly dry almost cringeworthy at some points and um, <laughs> Peter Capaldi swears so much <laughs> and I think oh. uh, James Gandolfini's in it as well oh so, really yeah wow. I think he's uh, either an American uh, ambassador or a military person I forget wow. I haven't seen it in a while but I, I haven't seen great. anything with James Gandolfini in it other than The Sopranos because ah. obviously he had a very tragically short life yes um, yeah. so I'm interested mm. to see something else with him yeah mm. yeah definitely recommend that one 
And, awesome. Uh, trying to think of something to go with Godfather Part 2 is difficult, but I pulled out all the stops, as usual, and <laughs> I'm going to recommend a Jackie Chan film. because <laughs> <laughs> would have thought? Uh, so, Miracles from 1989, also known as the Cantonese Godfather. Uh, this is a kung, uh, kung fu comedy epic period piece as uh, Jackie's character unwillingly becomes the head of a mafia-style gang. The jokes are rich, the action sequences are definitely some of Jackie's best, and the period drama stuff is beautifully authentic. So That's it's not awesome. quite a godfather. With uh, It's a Pacino. Cantonese godfather. It, it's <gasps> the Cantonese godfather. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I love that you managed to get a Jackie Chan recommendation. I mean, it was a given. Yeah. The day that we is... do the Jackie Jack's Jackie Chan Power Hour, where we go through <laughs> his <laughs> whole filmography and give brief reviews, is going to be our highest oh rated episode. That, yeah, that almost will ha- That will yeah. have to be a power hour as well. <laughs> to, to get all that I'll have to literally speed running. Yeah, it is yeah. a power hour, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, there you go, Ken. Those are for you. No one else. And next up, we have this is our good. Not the final one, actually. Never mind. No, I, I added one last one last minute because oh, wow. uh, okay. someone messaged. But yeah. So the penultimate one. So some someone who shall remain nameless for now. <laughs> a, a, a nice surprise. <laughs> um, uh, so our next one is our good friend Matt, who is a wonderful, wonderful member of uh, our uh, Discord uh, community. Um, uh, recommending films for Matt is often difficult because he's seen so many movies, but here are four films for you, Matt. Cane Toads, An Unnatural History. This is an Australian documentary about frogs. <laughs> need, I, need I say more? No, that's awesome, I'm in. I think I do. <laughs> it's a documentary that feels like a parody of documentaries, but it isn't. It's a genuine documentary tracking the outbreak of Hawaiian sugarcane toads through Australia. It's 50 minutes, it's absurd, and it's hilarious. This is immediately going on my watch yeah, list. I, yeah, Levi, you will absolutely love this. It is, it's one of those where you start watching, you're like, what is this? And by the end, you're like, I can't believe the entire world isn't talking about this. It's <laughs> awesome, yeah. My only query is, how can, any, um, out, how can anything constitute an outbreak in Australia? Like... There's a lot of there's like a lot of toads, Matt. I think, you're under, I think you're underestimating how many toads are in Australia. But, there's, but I mean, like, there's so there's there's so so many of so many different animals in Australia. Matty, I feel like it'd be like uh, think of the biggest number you know, and then add like twelve. <laughs> that's how many are cane we, toads. All right, that's are twenty-four. We... <laughs> <laughs> there are twenty-four large toads in Australia. Now. You could probably there name twenty-two them all, to be before. <laughs> Um, yeah, wow, that, that's that, awesome. that sounds pretty majestic. Yeah, I'm so in. Images of that. It's 50 minutes. Um, that you, you won't regret it, I promise. Yeah, that sounds great. I, I'll, I'll add that to my watch list. Um, is this Sorpasso the second, or is this... <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll take this one, sorry. You take that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt already knows about this one, because uh, uh, our friend Cormac and myself have been recommending it to him for months, and I'm pretty sure he said he was going to watch it by the end of 2021, so this is his push <laughs> to actually watch it. This is Il Sorpasso from 1962. It's an Italian cult comedy film about two very different types of men on a road trip for the day. It's really funny, with moments of sincere, almost sort of Italian neo-realistic uh, qualities dotted throughout. It's uh, a time capsule of the swinging 60s in Italy with some really important ideas and themes discussed in a really fun, loving way. 
That's awesome. Sounds really good. Fun, fun loving sounds great. Yeah. I love fun, <laughs> and I love fun loving. Oh, I fucking hate fun. Uh, okay. I thought you were gonna say I love fun and I love loving. <laughs> oh, I hate, I hate how loving. lovely. Yeah, no, I fucking hate fun. So, you know, hard pass from me. But (laughs) I got another documentary for Matt. This one is um, has fewer toads, if I recall correctly. (laughs) Oh, fucking! Well, count me out on that one as well. So I love uh, I love movies about making movies, and Shirkers is probably one of the best I've seen in recent years. Mm. Um, Shirkers, directed by Sandy Tan. It tells her story of writing and directing her first film in 1992 as a sort of teen or early adult in Singapore. And the relationship she has with this American mentor, George, as she's making this film, it's a really captivating and often mind-bending tale of creativity and collaboration. Um, It's one of those where the less I say the better, but it's a Mm. really interesting story. And the way she was making a film in 1992 out in Singapore when there was no independent circuit for filmmakers in Singapore. Yeah, and absolutely. some of the ideas that she came up with without having seen what people were doing in the West because she only had access to a, you know, a couple of tapes a year or something like that. Some really interesting stuff that she was doing. And this documentary is just fascinating. Yeah, that's mm. really fascinating. I love that. That's interesting. Like, I, 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 it's kind of unique. I've never heard of someone making a documentary about their own experience yeah. uh, of, make, of making a film. Like, mm. autobiographies d- well, don't seem that's to the be thing. a genre. The less the, I uh... say, the better. But it's not just about the film. So, ah. Ooh, hooked him in. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And last one is Borgman from 2013. Now, I know Matt is a huge Ingmar Bergman fan, so why not try his evil brother, <laughs> Borgman? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, evil Bergman. Borg- Borgman is a Dutch psychological thriller, sort of home invasion style film with some really dreamlike qualities and elements of Fantasia. In my small review of this film um, last year, I think I said, Think Parasite with dashes of Haneke and Lanthimos, but seemingly right. otherworldly. The less the better, really, but best to go into this one knowing as little as possible. Um, yeah, really, really nice surprise. It was recommended to me by a friend, uh, Rainier, in the server, so I'm passing it down to Matt and the listeners. Love to if, hear it. If, 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 if you say Lanthimos, but seemingly otherworldly, that scares me <laughs> for the levels of otherworldliness well, that this you know, film goes to. Well... <laughs> no comment but yeah, yeah we'll see yeah that's that's definitely an intriguing one and just before we start recording Stephen messaged me like can you sneak some recommendations <laughs> in and i was like oh fine so this is for Stephen. Stephen um, on letterbox real quick yeah real quick i just wanted to say i've realized when we did the cinema episode i guess that was our second episode um steven sent in uh, sent in an email and i managed to completely miss it um like it was a genuinely very very good email um <laughs> and it was like because we got quite a few emails that episode. Um, it was one that I literally just—it was wedged between two that I did check and I didn't see that one. Um, so I'm sorry, was Stephen. It? Yeah, this is a yeah. formal, no, no, formal no. apology no, no. for Stephen. Yeah, it is. But there's that, there's more to this story. You may have, have revised it and seen that. As it turns out, no, Stephen's email was in our spam folder. Oh, <laughs> really? I found it. <laughs> oh my god, and I, really? I, I, and I and I brought it out. Uh, like <laughs> I put a, it in there to be ago. fair. <laughs> <laughs> so so Le- levi don't beat yourself up there was some some hickory dickory dockery <laughs> happening with the uh, with, with, oh with, with steven's email i genuinely didn't and, know 
Yes, yeah, so you can sleep well at night knowing okay. that it's not well, your fault. Well, thank you for trying to send us spam, Stephen. I'm not sorry anymore. Yes. I recant my <laughs> apology. Um, but have some recs anyway. So, uh, Stephen's asked for some recommendations, and it was his birthday recently, and I sent him some movies, so I'm just going to recommend him the movies that I sent him to watch. <laughs> so um, Yeah, absolutely. And for those at home, you know, I love Hong Kong cinema. So I sent Stephen two films he hasn't seen, which is very difficult to do. Um, and these are two of my favorites. So we, first off, we have Duel to the Death. This is a Hong Kong wuxia film that showcases some of the best martial arts from both Japan and China. It's like clashing oh, wow. of steel and wow. wire work. It's, I think, sort of Crouching Tiger or Hero, but in like this 80s sort of very practical setting. It's one mm. of my favorites. And a film I know Levi would love. This is Inframan <laughs> or The Super Inframan. This is a Hong Kong Shaw Brothers take on the to- tokusatsu franchises like Cayman Rider or Ultraman. It's like crazy 80s Power Rangers. Good oh, movie. yeah. This looks awesome. Yeah. Whoa. I recently... Um, Yo, I got I got the same Blu-ray as I got for Steven from AC Films, <laughs> and I need to crack it open soon because it's yeah. just uh, yeah, it's a delight. And that's it. That's the emails. Wow, what we, an episode! Wow. That was my my voice hurts. Yeah, we yeah. so we can't even do our final segment because we've been we've been doing this for um, longer than we've uh, done a recording for before because we've got so so many emails. So thank you yeah. all for sending in all your emails. Um, what was that in the end? Twelve that we just went through. Thirteen uh, that we just I, went through. Thirteen. Uh, thirteen, yeah. thirteen different we went people. Thirteen there. So lots, lots of movies there to check out. Yeah. I think this is uh, this is an idea. I think we'll probably bring back again in like some episodes down the line. Oh yeah. It's like 100%. a really fun format, and I think yeah. people would really appreciate it. Um, and I just love talking about movies. So yeah, this was Jack's huge. movie rec bonanza, which I'm <laughs> I'm gonna stick to that name because I, I like uh, that's it. what it's gonna get named. That's fine. <laughs> It's fine. I'm gonna have to write a theme. No, I'm not gonna write a theme song. You've got to write, write a theme, theme song for Jack's movie Rec Bonanza. <sighs> it's <right>. important. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Jack's movie Rec Bonanza. He's going to suggest movies for you, the listener, to watch with your eyes and enjoy with your hearts. Yeah, that was really good. So we should plug our letterbox accounts. Um, because that was a thing we decided to do and then didn't do for a while, and then now we are. <laughs> so if you uh, think we sound really cool, you should follow us on Letterboxd. My Letterboxd is Levi Fermet. It's like Baphomet, but with my name in front. So that's L-E-V-I-P-H-O-M-E-T. How about you guys? I'm Jack Davenport without any vowels. So on Letterboxd, you can find me at J-C-K-D-V-N-P-R-T. Or, you know, join the Discord server. I'm on there, like, every day. And I will That's happily true. make recommendations. But we still can't and... give you a link, so... I can't gotta... give you a link, but okay. it's on the Reddit. You can find it. Yeah, Just you can find think it. Think really yeah. hard. Re- think really, really hard. hard. Have a wish in your heart. Look out the window. And Matty, exactly. what's your letterboxed? Uh, you can find my letterboxed at Matty with an I-E, witty. It's exactly as it sounds. Um, and, yeah, as Jack said, come and join us in, in the uh, Letterboxd Discord because it's a cool place and there's funny memes. Hell, yeah. Well, thank you yeah. all for listening. Bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Goodbye-bye-bye. That was fucking awesome. <laughs>